1: What up, friends? Hi. Hi. You
2: know, that, that, That's all I got. I just want to say that those that series of highs lined up so nicely on my monitor here.
1: Ugh. We aimed to um, please. Guess what I did this weekend. What? What? I watched the uh, Iowa State game because apparently football is on now. <laughs>
2: uh,
1: I, re- I So I kind of like football, but gosh, this game was long and boring. I just have to say. That's how Uh, I
0: feel about every football game.
1: I wasn't super into it. I kind of just wanted to be sleeping, I think. Mm -hmm. But... um. Where did you... Did you
2: watch it at home? We
1: watched it at the bar at Joe's Place, Iowa City. I
2: almost feel like if I'm going to watch football, that's where I'm going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't watch football.
1: You need like the ambience. I mean, I'm not going to watch a game at home. It's like the beer, really. I'm (laughs) not going to watch a game at home unless there's like... It's like a party. Right. So if I'm going to watch a game, I'm definitely going to go somewhere to do it. I also there are two realizations i had while i was at joe's place one i really wanted joe's place shirt oh yeah we should all get joe's play shorts before we graduate yeah for sure um but also uh while i was there I was just like coming up with they had this like very weird mix of like 90s grunge and like mm. i mean the mix was really good playing but so it got me thinking about when the first like disc cd like what was the first and last disc mm, cd that you bought that's such a good question oh,
2: that was a long time ago for me <laughs> i think i know my first one what was it ago.
0: i think the first cd that i bought and didn't steal from my parents <laughs> was avril
1: Bean. <Lavigne>. Oh. nice <laughs> I think mine was either it was either Britney Spears or InSync. Um, it might have been InSync because I remember having Britney Spears's first album on cassette tape. Yes.
2: I think I might know what mine was. I think it was Axel F, which was.
0: Notice how there was no oh yeah,
2: yeah. oh yeah. We were just <laughs> no, like. Do uh... you remember Beverly Hills Cop? Do you remember that movie? Yeah. yeah. It was prominently featured in Beverly Hills Cop. That's Eddie a, Murphy, right? Yeah. It yeah. was a synthesizer, uh, but it was good. I, I had my first stereo and so it was a good way it was a good yeah, yeah. it was a cool song for bass and you know mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah. Nineteen eighty. So you could just like something
1: roll up in your car and pump well, the bass and yeah. I mean, it,
2: if you carried around a bunch of stereo components in your car that way. Yeah.
1: yeah. That seems like a cool thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> the last one I bought was Adele's nineteen, her first album mm. when I was in high school.
2: It could also have been Paul Hardcastle's nineteen. You should go and look the, you should go and listen to these later. Maybe I will okay. go. and listen to these later and you'll see what a hopeless uh <laughs> a hopeless uh Then music you could be like the
1: hipster cool guy, Dave, who's like I just bought
2: You can't be yeah. You All can't right. be a hipster at forty seven years old. It's
0: who is who but did the then. nineteen one? Paul.
2: Pa- Paul Hardcastle, I think.
0: Okay. I'm writing these down so I can look them up later.
2: No, 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 no. Nineteen. Nineteen um, 19. 19.
0: I don't... The last CD I bought... Usually, I just steal CDs from my friend, Laura, and download them, like, burn them onto my computer. Um, the last one that I actually bought... Probably Tay Swift. Mm. Uh, What? Well, her Red album, maybe? Her album. No, her not her new one. Her new song is terrible. Oh, I haven't listened to it yet. Don't, um,
1: don't waste your time. Oh, I probably will, because... If you <laughs> don't think that... If you believe that, you know, people's spots on the radio are merit-based, just listen to this goddamn Taylor Swift song. (laughs) I don't believe that at all. that this is some bullshit, and the only reason (laughs) she's on the radio is because she's Taylor Swift. I actually like Taylor Swift, but this song is legitimately terrible, has no place on the radio. Wow.
2: All
0: right. Good to know. You know what song is awesome, though? This has nothing to do with first CD or anything, but Kesha's Woman is like my current favorite song. It's so good. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. The lyrics are literally, I'm a motherfucking woman. And I'm like, yeah, you are. That's like our theme song that girl. we can't
1: have is, because is it's Keshe copyrighted.
2: Ch- is mm-hmm. is Kesha changing? Is she yeah. has she uh, moved on from her party rock or party pop mm-hmm. roots? Okay.
1: Not really. That's okay. That's she's, fine. I feel like she's more of a powerful voice for yeah. herself. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that's where, But she still parties.
2: All right. Good for her.
1: Uh,
0: what else? Oh, the other thing is like, what? What was your first concert? I feel like this says a lot about you as a person. Mm. Mostly because mine says a lot of. It? No, that doesn't doesn't really count. Okay. Like, it has to be the first one that you like wanted to go to. <sighs> Boy. mine was Toby Keith.
2: <laughs> oh my!
1: <laughs>
2: that was uh, The Cure, I think, maybe. I ah, can't remember. Yeah. Screw that. I'm I'm a, I'm I'm. Not a, I'm not a good person to ask this question of.
1: Mine might have been Rascal flats
2: Because I don't really care about music. <laughs> that's
1: a classic Iowa answer, I feel yeah. like.
2: <laughs> I don't really care about music like other people care about music. It's, I
1: don't either, now. It's weird. Yeah. I just think it's fun to think about the CDs that we bought because we don't buy them anymore. Yeah, that's true. Corbs, you like music, though. Like You're, I pretty, like, you're
0: pretty into music. I, I, bought- I
1: listen to a lot of music. Mm-hmm. Spotify makes it really easy to be into music. Yeah. Because they like... This is not an endorsement, even though I do recommend it. <laughs> it sounded Spotify. like it was going
2: to be, though. Spotify makes it really easy to be into music.
1: No, but how, they do because they like, you know, you start listening to the music you want to listen to, but then they're like, hey, you probably like this. And yeah. it's like, oh, shit, I do like that.
2: Wow, how can I join Spotify, Corbin?
1: <laughs> <laughs> just uh, turn on the internet and Google Spotify. Turn
2: on the internet. <laughs> Crank up your Here. internet
1: machine, Dave. Hang day. on
2: just a second. <laughs>
1: I mean, that was our life. We can't even. so we're, we're so poor. We're... We can't even spring for real sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> what was the internet dial-up? <laughs>
2: you know, back in back, yes, that was it. Back in the day, okay. So you guys were talking about CDs, but of course, back in the day, we did not have no CDs.
1: Eight tracks? Uh,
2: no, it wasn't that far back. <laughs> but I did buy some vinyl, and that wasn't called vinyl, vinyl back then. It was called records. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, so I think I want to say that the first record I bought was probably the soundtrack, the, the cat original cast album for star Wars.
1: That's kind of awesome.
2: Yeah. And so it was like the movie. It was basically the movie was condensed to fit on a, on a platter, but, um, it was basically the movie with the dialogue and all that kind of stuff. And I memorized it, including the sound effects. So, nice, and I used I to, I used to give little, uh, vocal performances around the neighborhood.
1: Well, that's lots of fun. I never really had a Star Wars album. One time I went to trivia and there was like a whole bunch of Star Wars questions and I thought I knew things about Star Wars. It turns out I don't at all. It's all right. There's an incredible
0: amount to know about
1: Star Wars. Yeah. One yeah. well, like, so they asked us name 10 planets in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> what? Tatooine. Yeah. That's the only one
0: that's I That's all I
1: got too. And... I went home and I like talked to my roommate who's like super nerdy into Star Wars and he goes, oh, and he just rattles off like twenty of them. Yeah, I think Adam, like, Adam could probably do that geez. too.
2: Jeez, I'm not sure that I could.
0: Um, I have I have a lot of records, but they are they were gifted to us from Adam's great aunt and uncle, so they're like old records. They're oh, awesome. I but have those
2: a- are so cool.
0: I know they're so good. Did you?
2: Are we used to. Yeah. So what 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 records? Well, my favorite are
0: record is the um i think uh, i feel like i'm gonna get this wrong but i think it's ella fitzgerald mm. and i can't i feel like there's another one i have but anyway her. it's like my favorite record to listen to it's so good
2: we used to i when i lived uh in northampton mass uh with roommates and stuff like that um we would get to li- we would get together and listen to burl lives
0: yeah i bought some christmas ones i'm very excited to listen to uh because yeah like burl lives singing christmas music like people like that, you know, like Bing Crosby, like those are so good.
2: God rest their souls.
0: Um, I also my uh my aunt and uncle found out that I had I have a record player, and so they got me some. My uncle gave me some of his records, so I have like an REO Speedwagon record and like, um, the Footloose record. You like you know like the original like from you know like the eighties and nineties.
2: I think um, to properly listen to some of those older ones, you got to have a big stereo cabinet. You know the kind yeah. that are like furniture. Yeah. Yeah. Mine's like. We used to have one big. of those in our hipster apartment.
0: Yeah. Uh, but we, I mean, my my other favorite record to listen to, though, is the Oklahoma soundtrack. That's a good one. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of, like, musicals that we have, because uh, his aunt and uncle are, like, into musicals, and we have, like, some piano, you know, like, sonatas and stuff like that.
1: So I love going to musicals. Yeah, you? me too. But I do not like listen to, listening to the soundtracks outside oh, of the musical. I do. It's just, I don't know. Why?
2: To, to... uh to produce. Do
1: you need the to... full effect? I just yeah, I need it to be a part of the storyline. Yeah. Okay. That's what I like about musicals
0: though is that if you listen to it from beginning to end, you like don't really miss m- m- any of the plot.
2: It's true. It's true. All of that acting stuff. Eh.
0: No, it's true like yeah. cuz there's not a lot of dialogue that's not, you know, in the songs. Um I also like going to musicals, but I like listening to them outside of
1: I still have yet to see Hamilton.
0: Me too. I do listen to it a lot though.
1: What yeah. are we talking about today?
0: <laughs> We're talking about male birth control. Oh Ooh, speaking of Hamilton. No, I'm just kidding.
2: Speaking of Hamilton. <laughs>
0: no. Um Yeah, so we you know, we did our episode on female birth control a couple weeks ago. And probably like almost two months ago now. Uh so anyway, uh yeah, male birth control is something that one of my friends suggested that we should do and I think it's interesting because I think that like we talked about before, you know, everyone should have control of their fertility. Um, but yeah, so let's just dig in. All right. So there's not a lot of options, uh, right now for male birth control, uh, as we talked about in our, you know, our birth control episode. So right you now- You can get
2: your boys disconnected from the network. Yes.
0: Uh, yes. Or you
2: can wear a uh, Jimmy hat.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, so you can wrap it before you tap before you tap it. Highly recommended, <laughs> which Especially you should do anyway with a new for partner. many reasons. Yeah, you, yeah, you should do it anyway to prevent tedious. But um, yeah, so you can get a vasectomy, so that's permanent. You're disconnecting the vas deferens, uh, or you can wear a condom, or you can abstain. Uh, yeah. So there's Lulz. lulls. We already talked about why that's not not a good advice. Okay. Uh, So then these are the other things. So some of these are more uh, uh, closer to becoming on the market than others. So I kind of Googled this and there's a a lifehacker.com. I think it's like by the av club or something like you know that website the mm-hmm. av club mm-hmm. um so they had a you know this article it was like five types of male birth control that we hope to be able to use uh before we die or whatever um there's four i couldn't figure out what their fifth was um <laughs> but anyway but we're <laughs> I, I i don't know if they counted they might five have, is
2: the magic number they so they might have have just like just make it five one of just...
0: these as like two i don't know anyway so uh I'm actually going to save the first one they listed for last thing. It's the most interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll start with like the least effective and go to the most effective. So uh, there's this thing called gossypol, which is um, like this chemical that they use for... Uh, now I got to look it up because I forgot. It's a chemical from cotton seeds. Mm-hmm. And so apparently... Uh, a lot of men who eat food cooked in cottonseed oil have lower fertility. So then they were trying to like figure out if they could use it to, you know, like make a birth control pill. Um, and so this was like first developed in China in the 1970s. And then basically they found out that there's like other side effects that were bad, like paralysis and fatigue. And so then they well, essentially well, that works as birth control though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm
2: too tired and paralyzed to have sex. with you.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, and then some people didn't <laughs> get get return of their sperm function oh, okay so obviously this is like not a good right because a, a really good option is something that is very effective and then is reversible R- so yeah. you can choose when you do and do not want to be fertile mm-hmm. um so yeah so that one's probably uh pretty pretty far away from being uh synthesized in, a, in an effective form um this one is interesting uh, oh i'll mention and i'll mention some other ones so don't count these as the four but um in another article i was that I'll post. Uh, I was reading that uh, a long time ago. They, you know, they knew that people who men uh, that worked in really hot like factories and stuff had lower uh, oh, fertility sure. rates because you know heat is damages Sertoli cells which help with um, spermatogen- spermatogenesis. Spermatogenesis, mm-hmm. and so they would like make men sit in hot water to make <laughs> them be infertile. It's relaxing. It's but it's like hotter than like oh. nice. Yeah, it's like 119 degrees is what they said, which, you know, it's like hotter than a hot tub.
2: That's hot.
0: Yeah, it's uncomfortable. So um, they were talking about that and how it's like you have to do it for – well, the studies was like 45 minutes – for like every day for three weeks like makes you infertile for like six months or something like that um and then they also talked about how you can wear like underwear that keeps your testicles like very close to the body because that's why like testicles are outside of the body is because like they need to be at a lower temperature Mm -hmm. and so if you do that but it doesn't really i mean it has to be like very very warm for it to like kill all the sperm it mostly just like lowers your sperm count it like wouldn't it would not be like a reliable form of birth control um so this is one that i thought was really interesting (laughs) <laughs> this article calls it the clean sheets pill <laughs> so, so it's a drug that you take that keeps the muscles like around the vas deferens from like propelling sperm forward so it basically keeps you from like having ejaculate that's so specific I know I don't know how it works that's amazing I didn't do a ton of research on this I I should do more but I just think it's funny um but yeah so no, get
2: out of here you can't leave us there
0: why okay. it sounds like it would be painful Yeah, yeah, I agree. Cause some some guys like after a vasectomy, if you have like a blockage and it like it's like painful if it's like blocked and like Hmm. can't come out.
2: Like like uh, uh, blue balls, but
0: no. Like like if you out. have something stuck like like you know like how constipation you have something stuck and it like is pain can become painful because you're like peristalsing against yeah. something that's hard. Yeah. But I think the difference I think why it wouldn't be painful is cuz there's no peristalsis. Mm. If there's no muscle function. Mm. So maybe then it wouldn't hurt. Um know. but anyway, um so uh there's no human trials yet on this one but uh i think it's interesting they they do mention that it means you're a lot less likely to transmit hiv with this uh you know because it's like in the fluid so question
1: they always talk about like why pull out, pulling out doesn't work because like quote-unquote pre-cum or whatever yeah. would that i mean that probably wouldn't stop pre-cum right i don't know
2: yeah because that's uh, a product of the prostate which right
0: that's a, I don't really know because but if it I mean it's probably like similar to a vasectomy you have to like wait a certain amount of mm. time bef- like because okay so if you have a vasectomy like there could still be sperm like in the rest of the tubing if you will between uh the seminal vesicles and the you know like urethral meatus so mm. like somewhere in there um and so you have to like wait a certain number of ejaculations or a certain amount of time and then have like another sperm analysis to make sure that there's no sperm so i wonder if you would also like have to wait because yeah i don't know i don't know okay you guys i don't know
2: what other forms did you find
0: okay so then the other forms um this is the the second most interesting one. So uh, progesterone, testosterone shot. So this is kind of like Depo-Provera for women. So it's like a shot. So Depo-Provera for women is a shot of progesterone that you get every three months. Um, And basically it's like enough progesterone that it like suppresses your own and so then you don't ovulate. So it's like kind of similar to that. So the testo- you get a shot of t- t- testosterone so that it suppresses your own and you- spermatogenesis is halted. And then the progesterone... Basically, they do it. They mix it so that it's more effective, so that you can take a lower dose. Mm. Um. So these are the. This is one of the ones that. Remember when? Um, last year all those they were like talking about a birth control pill for men and there's like too many harsh side effects and so yeah everyone was like bashing on men for being crybabies because right. women have to deal with it all the time. Um. Yeah. So this is like one of those type things, which I think there's so also there are
2: p- side effects of this.
0: Yeah. One that mm-hmm. m-
2: some men might not be interested. In right.
0: So enjoying. it says that most of the side effects were like mood and also um, like really bad acne, which are the same as for women. Um, but I would like to say to all those male bashers, which I totally get that like men can be cry babies sometimes, but also women shouldn't have to deal with those side effects either. So I don't think it's okay to be like, oh, they can't handle it. blah blah, Because blah, I don't think women should have to deal with it either. So that's my little spiel on that.
2: And there are options for women that don't, may not cause those yeah, side effects. Right, there's I more mean, options,
1: so you can switch.
2: Because you've got, I mean, you've got IUDs, you've got... I
1: think the point is that, well, there are, I mean, there's, everything has a side effect. Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah.
2: IUDs are pretty side effect-free, like, though, aren't they? I mean, no. no? Am I wrong? No. I'm happy to be wrong.
1: <laughs> no, so... I mean,
2: it's a state. It's It depends
1: I'm... on the kind of IUD, but like you could have, I mean, most you could have weird bleeding. Some oh, women yeah, really that's... don't like hormones at all, so if it's a hormonal IUD, hmm. yeah. Well, you can also like if you have an IUD, you're like having something foreign put into your uterus,
0: so you're like you're just gonna expel it. You can have cramping. Um, there's like a uh, also... potential of it perforating your uterus, mm-hmm. you know, all this stuff. But, like who wants oh. to? Well,
2: I, I guess... mean, I guess I procedure. don't know everything.
1: Yeah, I feel like we probably glossed over that on our... I'm feeling very conscious about this right now because (laughs) I'm getting an IUD in the near future, I think. So Mm -hmm. I'm like really... I'm really nervous about it, basically.
2: You're nervous about having an IUD? Not about
1: having one. It's about the process of getting the IUD within my uterus. I don't care about having something in my uterus. I just... Wow. That's not, well. I will have something else in my uterus as long as it's not a baby.
2: Is there something? Uh, is there something in particular that worries you about the process of having an IUD inserted?
1: Well, I've seen I and I myself have placed IUDs, and I know exactly what it all entails. <laughs> well, what and does it, it entail, please? So first, you have to have a speculum placed, which isn't comfortable.
2: Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, then there's a part where you grab the cervix. With a pointy <laughs> forceps called a tenaculum. You literally grab onto the cervix. And then you have to sound of the uterus, which involves putting a glorified stick to the top of your uterus. <laughs> <laughs> Okay.
2: <laughs> wait, wait, wait. wait. So the, the stick goes in the cervix. It goes yeah.
1: through the cervix. So it travels <laughs> all through that muscle, which is pretty tight because, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm not in the process of having a baby. Right. So my cervix is not dilated mm-hmm. more than likely. I mean, I don't really know the state of my cervix. But this at is why you time, should go but... when you're having your period, though, because then it's a little more open. Well, maybe I will. Anyway. anyway, uh, so the cervix is so the it goes through your cervix. And then up to the top of your uterus to just see how long it is.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Because they have to measure Because if it's too short, they can't put an IUD because it won't fit. And if it's too long, that's like higher risk. How big is an
2: IUD?
1: Not very big.
0: Uh, but your like uterus is small a non-gravid
2: I mean, uterus is small is it are, are we talking like no, centimeters but like, if
0: you had like a okay so like let's say that you had like a, a uterus with like a septum in it or something which is something that people have we should we can talk about this on a different episode but anyway so you would want to know like you don't know that because you're just like walking around you're fine there's nothing wrong with you it's just an anatomic difference but <laughs> then if you were to put something into your uterus like and it was shorter which it could be a totally normal variant but it's just like if it's too short you would like either it wouldn't fit or you'd be more likely to expel it. So it's I just to no make idea. sure. Yeah. So it's just to make sure that it's has enough room basically.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um. Anyway. So, and then they finally answered the freaking. <laughs> <DVD>. <laughs> okay.
2: Okay. Well, legit.
1: But here's the thing, not a ton of women actually respond that much to the tenaculum, so I'm thinking it might not be that bad. So, I feel like we might have said this in our pelvic
0: exam versus uh, pap smear episode, but like, I I think we did. So, your cervix has different nerves than your vagina. So, like, your vagina's nerves are more like your skin, where, like, you can feel stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. like, you can feel, whereas your cervix's nerves are more like your gut. So, like, your gut, like, where you feel your pain when you have abdominal pain isn't actually where it's happening, it's, like... You're it's it's call, not specific. It's called referred pain. Right. So, like, you're it's just in that area. So, like, that's how your brain interprets it. So, the cervix is the same way. So, like, your cervix pain doesn't feel like it's. So, I've had a tenaculum place, and it's first of all, it's not as painful as like you would think like a pinprick is. It's more like a cramp, is what it feels like. And it feels like it's up by your belly button, but in reality, your cervix is way down below your pubic bone. You know what I mean? Mm. So, like, it's, it's a different feeling. Um, the other thing you can like ask for a cervical block. This is another thing, which is just like a numbing shot, which I don't know. For some people, the shots are worse than the tenaculum. For some people it's the opposite whatever. I totally understand. You're like,
2: it's not the sort of thing you can try out ahead of time. Yeah,
0: No, it's not. No, but I totally understand like being like nervous about a medical procedure. It's a medical procedure. It's like, I mean, there's like reason to be nervous. I feel you. And I just
1: like my first pap smear did not go well. Yeah. That also sucks. I have anxiety about it yeah so i'm getting my you. pap smeared tomorrow do you want me to come hold your hand kind of if it gets me Aww. out a clinic i'll totally do it
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just I'm willing to take that for
1: you really course. not looking for i know it it's does fine. suck yeah it's fine I'm, you'll, you'll be good I maybe mean, maybe i'll have a good experience and then i'll just also maybe it will be better since
0: you know what they're doing because yeah. sometimes I feel like the fact that you don't know what they're doing makes it more nerve, more anxiety-inducing, you know. Anyway, um, so but
1: yeah.
2: Were there other forms of male birth control? you Yeah, so <laughs>
0: yeah, the last one is the one I think is the most interesting. So, uh, this is something that I've actually been like keeping an eye on for a while because it's kind of been being developed for a long time. But it's so um, the U.S trade name is vasil but it's also called um i think
2: they should have spent a little more time on that name, well, but okay. they should
0: spend more time on all their names mm-hmm. um it's also called reversible inhibition of sperm under guidance risug <laughs> um so what it is is it's an injection of styrene malic anhydride and dimethyl sulfoxide which are just you know two chemicals That's it's injected into the vas deferens so just like a little tiny, you know, just like a tiny little uh, injection. Um, and so it's in the vas deferens and it's like this polymer. So when it's injected, it is kind of this gel, um, but it stays there. And it's positively polarized and the sperm are negative. And so as sperm pass through the vas deferens, it basically like destroys their nucleus and just like it destroys them. Wow. Yeah. Um. And so... Sounds violent. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's not that violent. It's pretty... Okay. Um, from what I read... The men who have it say it's like, I mean, it's literally just a shot, two shots. I mean, yes, it is in your like scrotum, but yeah, but whatever. But that's not that bad, and it lasts until you reverse it. Hmm. So like, you don't have to like keep getting it, you know. So
2: you can take it out.
0: Yeah, no. So they like put in another polymer that basically like liquidizes the gel so that it just goes out like with an ejaculation. Basically. You know what I
2: hope is when they when they depolymerize it, it yeah. comes out in a different color. <laughs> <laughs> That would it be might fun. be yeah be no, no, no. festive
0: yeah that would be festive, yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, so this is like really um you know if this if this works, which it sounds like it does, um, this is a really good method, you know, like it works until you don't want it to work, and then you take it out, and then you can put it back in again after you're done for hmm. you know it's like a very good um unfortunately, it's uh since you only have to do it once, pharmaceutical companies aren't super interested in something that's not gonna make them a ton mm. of money. Um, so right yeah, you, now you're
2: basically talking one injection and then yeah, one reversal. Yeah. If, if that's what your right, if that's your thing.
0: Exactly. So, uh, so well, they I, should work on
2: making it less reliable. I think.
0: No, I'm just don't kidding. Say that. Of course not. <laughs> uh, so the reason that I've been looking, at, I've been uh, watching this for a while, is because it's so it's been in uh, clinical trials in India um, <clears throat> for quite a few years, and it's actually they're getting ready to roll it out onto the market in India this year. Hmm. So, um, so this could. And also, like, that's the other thing is um, they said it. each injection could cost, like, as little as $10. Oh, God. Forget so, it. So, I know. So, they were saying, like, you know, um, in, uh, uh, like, low-resource countries, like, it would be sold for, like, $10 to $20, whereas, like, in high-resource countries, it would be, like, more like $100 to $200, which is fair. I mean, that's fine. Yeah. Um,
1: As but, long as people who, in high-resource countries, couldn't afford it could still have a yeah. way to get it. Yeah. yeah. Like the Laileta like, like does. Lailetta,
0: yeah. Um. Anyway, um, what was I going to say? So yeah. So right now, there. Um, the other thing. So when I first started looking at this, uh, a couple like five years ago, um, I think there was also some clinical trials in Israel potentially. Um, I remember reading that, but I didn't see anything about that in this article. That doesn't necessarily mean it's not true, but um, so yeah. So uh, so instead of having a pharmaceutical company fund this, they like this little university startup company i think it's out of berkeley california i want to say it's like this little startup company that um has been funding it and so they are uh actually seeking donations to start clinical trials in the u.s as well so uh that's i'd donate to that yeah i would too Hmm. Uh, but i think it was really they kind of focused on india more in this uh so this is from a a different article from uh bloomberg.com um and i actually thought it was i thought it was a good article like it seemed well researched and like pretty uh Um, good but they talk about um the guy who developed it so his name is sujoy guha he's 76 year old he's a biomedical engineer and so he's the one who's like trying to you know get people to fund this and help him sell it but um and then they had a quote from uh a gynecology professor that says, the fact that big companies are run by white middle-aged males who have the same feeling that they would never do it, like never get this, plays a major role. If these companies were run by women, it would be totally different. As in, it would be way easier to get this funded because right now... Um, so in this article, they said that the birth control industry is a $10 billion a year industry um, and that condom sales only make up $3.2 billion per year. Um, and so basically that you know, like that's men's portion of this industry. So it's like well, not a lot.
2: Condoms cost probably less than w- what most women's uh what what most women's uh prophylactic not prophylactic. Yeah, I guess yeah. Yeah. most women's prophylactic would cost. I mean, you know, you've got either you've got to insert an IUD, you've got to take a pill, you've got to, right. you know, have some sort of surgery. Um, whereas men just wear a Jimmy hat, which is, <laughs> you know, relatively inexpensive.
1: Right. But also, I mean, so, sorry, Dave, I interrupted you.
2: No, no, I mean, I made my and which is, I think I made my point, which yeah. is that, you know, you, you, when you can't look at money in this case as a, you may not be able to look at money in this case as a way of determining like who has the greater burden. Also, Wh- who- the women have the greater burden. Yeah. In, yeah. in our society. But- that is true. <clears throat>
1: is also i mean there's if uh you know an insurance ceo is being like guess what we don't have the corner on this market for men all i don't know if that's the point of the quote maybe i misunderstood that but to me developing something like this just grows the market it doesn't you know it's not you're taking you're not taking yeah, a pot that's how i feel you're not taking a piece of the pie you're Baking a bigger pie. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: that's how I felt too. Yeah, I think the point of the quote is that you know, like they're saying that if the reason that pharmaceutical companies are not wanting to fund it is because it doesn't really make them much money, but also it they don't
1: really care because they're all you know middle aged men. Which I do think this is a big PR problem though right now. Which is every time you bring this up to a dude, not every time, but I would say half the time in my anecdotal evidence, guys are like, "Mm, no. Oh, yeah. really? I get the total opposite response. Really? Yeah. I, I don't almost know. Almost
0: every guy that I, I've talked to about we it we is like, oh, some... yeah, I would love like having something because it's easy. It's one time. That's It's, one, thing. Time. it's one time.
2: It's easy. It means that, you know, yeah. you, you don't have to wear a condom, which can reduce sensitivity. Right. I mean, it's well, if you're you with can. a partner. Yeah. That, yeah.
0: You're monogamous with. Yeah. Let's just uh go with every time we that we have say you always have to talk about STIs. You you don't have to wear a condom. We only mean if you're with a partner that
1: you know is also STI free. Yeah. Uh also when I were one time I worked I shadowed a physician a family practice physician and she told me everyone has an STI until proven otherwise. That's true. That's a good. I like that. <laughs> Dave does not they're like rampant. Convinced. Okay, they are rampant. Everyone has an STI until proven otherwise. That's All true. Right. Uh but yeah. I don't know. I think it'd be interesting to actually do like market research on it. Mm-hmm. I think you could also potentially butt up against like certain cultures that really wouldn't be okay yeah. with it. Well, here's the other thing. This is,
0: I'm glad you said that because they talked about how in India, so India obviously has a population problem. Like the government is, you know, trying to do things about it, blah, blah, blah. You know, like the government's been funding these like tubal ligation clinics, you know, mm-hmm. that anyway. Um. So right now condom use in India is only 6%. Only 6% of, you know, like that's so low. And so they basically were seeing a higher interest in this, uh, this gel than in condoms. And so for them, it could make a huge difference, you know. Um, What else was it? And then the other, that's the other thing, that like we kind of talked about with IUDs, like an IUD is like, a, you know, like you don't have to tell anyone. No one knows that you have an IUD, right? Like, right. so this could be the same thing. So like in cultures that are like not very accepting of birth control, like you could have this done and no one would ever know, you know, and you could... It it gives you, like, kind of a way out.
2: Oh, oh I see. Uh, from having to have children. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Not that I think you should be, like, untruthful with anyone, but, like, in a more societal sense. Yeah, like, it's hard, though. Like, you know, it's not like you're, you know, let's pretend that your parents are, like, very conservative and, like, mm-hmm. want you to, you know, like... Think that birth control is evil but you're not taking a pill every day you know you're not doing this it's this one-time injection so like no one you know no one would know and if you're like in a situation where you're like being like reproductively abused you know like someone's like trying to take away your control of your reproduction like
2: like republicans you (laughs) 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 i literally have a sticker are you being abused by your legislator
0: (laughs) i have a sticker on my water bottle that says the gop creating government small enough to fit inside your vagina (laughs) so good but anyway but yeah, no, I think it's a good option because it's like easy, one time. I don't know. Yeah, oh, we,
2: should, know. we should ask more cool.
0: dudes. Corbs, I agree with you. We should do more research.
2: Your sample of one approves. Today. All right, good. Yeah. Today.
0: Sample of two, because Adam's talked about it too and he thinks it's really cool. Okay. But then Maybe we it. should
2: have Adam on the show sometime.
0: Yeah. Well sometime when he's not living in a different country it would be
2: good. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to bring up a sword <laughs> No, point. It's, it's not a sort point anymore.
0: <laughs> anymore. <laughs> Six weeks later, it's okay like who's adam mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what i said today we we're talking about uh the cats and he's like yeah they don't even know who i am i'm like yeah no they really don't <laughs> actually know who you are anymore it's fine it's <laughs> oh, uh, all
2: right. Poor adam
0: but yeah so um i'm just gonna <laughs> end this little conversation uh with a quote from another article that i'll post from business insider but it's basically about the same things, um, but it says a running joke in fertility circles is that we've been five years away from male contraception for the last 50 years. Oh,
2: God. Yeah. <laughs> it's. I know. I feel like I've been hearing about this forever. Yeah. Forever. Yep.
1: On that note, find us on social media. Yeah. Follow us on
0: Twitter at, at The Vagabonds. Yep. Woo. Follow us on Instagram at The Vagabonds Pod. My Pod. Wow. Bad. Damn I was doing so good yeah. um, <laughs> Facebook we're the Vegepons podcast uh, Join our group mm-hmm. We'll accept you unless you're a robot mm-hmm if you're a cool robot we might actually (laughs) still accept you you're like yeah if you're a cool robot (laughs) if you
2: have things to say yeah and you're a robot if you're a complimentary robot i mean
0: feel free to join right um and then like us or subscribe to us on itunes and give us a rating guys i just did that all by myself and i'm so proud yeah you did
2: it
1: thank
0: you congrats thank you okay
2: bye.
1: bye bye ptyl